0: Hello, everybody. This is the first note I've done in a little while due to Chagim and not being so well, but it's wonderful to be back. Bereshit Perek Memhei, chapter 45, brings us really to the climax of the story of Yosef and his brothers. The chapter division is not a natural one, but rather in the middle of this impassioned, heated, Tense emotional encounter between Yehuda representing the brothers and this mysterious man, the viceroy of Egypt. We have the break. Yehuda has laid out from the beginning of Palshat Vayigash the claim that they represent a whole family, that they are not criminals, that. They must not take the youngest son, Binyamin, into prison. Yehuda has taken responsibility for him. And our chapter opens really halfway through the encounter with the words, V'loh Yahol Yosef al-Hitapek. Yosef could not stand it anymore. He could not bear it. He sends everybody who is there out of the room other than his brothers. He calls them close and he says, to them, Ani Yosef, I am Yosef, Ha'od Avichai, Is my father still alive? V'lo yakhlu echav and his brothers could not answer him, ki nivhalu because they were astonished, they were in shock. Yosef overcome by emotion, we read a few verses later that all of Egypt hears this cry, sorry, pardon me, just before that, all of the House of Paro hears it as well. This is the cra- the astonishing emotional moment, the years of reunion. Yosef, amazingly, does not seem to be overcome with anger or with the desire for revenge, rather it is with emotion and with gladness with which he reunites with them. And then the rest of the chapter is devoted to him, really, as he is the master planner of the Egyptian economy, so too he is going to be the planner of the family. He says, this is what we are going to do. You are going to go back to the land of Canaan and you are going to bring my father down with you and you are going to settle here in the land of Egypt. I'm going to give you, he says in verse 18, et tuv ha'aretz eretz in the very best of the land, you will eat of the best of it, we will establish you here and we will keep the family safe during the years of famine because otherwise you would perish in the land of Canaan. Paro also hears about this and he commands similarly that they should do that. Yosef's first words, and here I want to provide something of an insight and really a meta-theme perhaps the ultimate meta-theme of the whole story of Yosef and his brothers and maybe even of Bereshit as a whole. What are the first words that Yosef says to his brothers after he reveals his identity before he embraces his brother, and specifically his brother, his full brother, Binyamin. What is it that he says to them? And I'm going to read you some verses. And with these verses, we are going to expand these into a larger theme. Or well, perhaps before we do as follows. As I have said in my class uh, last week, only at the Bronton Centre, a wonderful short essay in Hebrew, by Nechama Leibovitz called Kei Lilmod Perk Tanach," How to Learn a Chapter of Tanach If anybody knows of this essay in English please do let me know and send it to me. One of the examples she gives is of what is known originally in German as the Light Vault, in Hebrew as the Milat Mancha. It describes a specific word which is repeated throughout a story and becomes a key word and a key theme. And Nechama Leibovitz points out That one of the key words in the whole Yosef stories is the word shalach, shin lamad chet, meaning to send. It appears numerous times throughout the Yosef narrative. Yaakov sends. Yosef down to visit his brothers. The brothers send him down to Egypt where he is sent to prison and afterwards sent for by Paro, each time the word Shalah appearing. Years later by Yishlach, Yaakov sends his, the brothers down to Egypt to purchase food and they are sent back once again by Yosef to bring Binyamin with them. And at first glance, this reading appears to reveal the structure of the story that it has at its heart, the theme of sending, of journeys, of movements, of persons from one place to another. However, Nechama Leibovitz deepens the insight by asking the simple question of who is doing the sending. She points out that throughout the story, it appears to be one of people sending other people. And thus, when we arrive at the conclusion of the story, in our chapter, we receive a surprise that gives a new and powerful significance to the story. Yosef sees the shock on his brother's faces after he has revealed his true identity, and he seeks to reassure them as follows. And now, Do not be upset, do not let it trouble you. Ki machartem oti heina, that you sold me here. Ki lemmichia shalchani Elohim l'fneichem. Because God sent me ahead of you to preserve life. Ki zeshnatayim harav bekerev haaretz. The famine has already been for two years, and there are another five years of it left. Va yishlacheni Elohim l'fneichem. And God sent me... Ahead of you to gain a foothold in the land, in order to be able to preserve you and to say and to, and to preserve our family. It is not you who sent me here, rather it is God. And multiple times, three or four times, the word shalach appears, but now it is not man sending man, but rather it is God's role in the story many years later coming to the fore. It appeared to you originally, says Yosef to his brothers, that it was you who sold me into slavery. With the benefit of time, I can see God's plan at work, that in fact, he sent me here in order to provide Security for the family when we will need it. And this these verses capture a, such a simple but such a critical insight which we do not articulate often enough. And here is just the shocking understanding. Had the brothers not committed their terrible crime of selling Yosef into slavery, the whole family would have been wiped out. Only because of that crime was yosef able to then find himself in a position of power years later in which he would be able to save the whole family from destruction by giving them support in the land of egypt and preserving them there during those years and what the insight captures as a whole is that this story and the story of Bereshit, and maybe the story of the Tanakh, and maybe the story of our whole lives, are the complex interplay between human free will on the one hand, and the plan, the role of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of God, on the other. For the most part, extremely difficult for us to see, but at some moments of clarity it reveals itself. And we'll conclude with a famous and beautiful Midrash on this whole piece. Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani patach Ki Anochi yadati et machshavot ha'adam I know your thoughts, says God. This is a verse from Yirmiyahu and this is what he expands. Shvatim hayu Oskim bemechirato shel Yosef the brothers, literally the tribes, they were busy selling Yosef. And Jacob was busy with his cloths and his mourning. And Yehudah was busy finding himself a wife. And the Holy One, blessed be he, was creating the light of the Moshiach. Wishing everybody a wonderful day.